Cannabloggers Corner is brought to you by Better Homes with Cannabis. Yanni Amaya, the hazy lioness, has taken her cannabis photography to another level by using it in a stylish home decor design that would look fabulous in any home. This isn't a Marley poster in your dorm room, dude. Better Homes with Cannabis is tasteful home decor with a cannabis theme. Look for them at betterhomeswithcannabis.com. Cannabloggers Corner. Always the good stuff. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Good evening. to another episode of Cannablogger's Corner. As always, I am your host, Andy, the Cannablogger. And this week I have got, I've got an episode I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. Honestly, since I've actually started this podcast. Uh, this dispensary here in San Diego is one of my uh, oldest, longest that I've gone to, and one of my absolute favorites. It is none other than mankind dispensary up at uh, miramar and they have some of the uh, best products and best people that i have encountered here in the san diego cannabis community and industry uh so far really and i got the chance to speak with zach larson their purchasing manager and my old friend Renee Smaldino, uh, their marketing guru there. And we got to talk about what makes uh, Mankind unique among the San Diego dispensaries because it really is a, a very unique experience. And uh, what, what brands really make Mankind what it is. So uh, without further ado, I would like to say, uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who's listening. And uh, thank you to Zach and Renee for uh, chilling with me in the corner. So let's sit back and relax and learn about Mankind Dispensary. Yeah. Ever since I started just exploring San Diego's cannabis community and industry, they, they've always treated me well. I've always seen them treat their uh clients and customers well. So I would like to welcome Zach and Renee from Mankind Dispensary here in lovely San Diego. How are you guys doing? Excellent, Andy. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Yes, I am doing awesome. And thank you for having us as well. Oh, man, I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day. And uh, Zach, I love how you're just like leaning into the microphone like this is NPR. Yeah. This is NPR. Yeah, we're going to get nice talking voices. Buzz, buzz, buzz. This is NPR on weed. (laughs) (laughs) Just nice, calm, baritone voices. Yeah, yeah. Good times, good times. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what this uh, community is about, right? Just relaxing, you know? Yeah, just relax, be chill, you know, good good times, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot different than the last time we were together on Zoom. But we're actually at the warehouse right now, so uh, we're not consuming anything just yet. Right, correct. So no consumption here. Yeah, not on the premises. No, of Uh, course not. But uh, when I get home, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. (laughs) It's Friday. It is. It's Friday. Uh, It's a little after 2.30. You guys are staring down the barrel of a weekend, aren't you? Yep, yep. Exactly. I got a lot of dabs uh, on the forefront here. So nice. Wow. <laughs> can't, can't wait to hit those <laughs> this weekend. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, excited to be here and uh, you know talking talking weed with you. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, go into a little bit about uh, what mankind is and where you guys came from. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, when you guys started out, you were Mankind Collective because that was a thing with Prop Two Fifteen. Yep. And then once 64 passed, you evolved into Mankind Dispensary. Yep. Uh, so can you guys tell me a little bit about, um, let me start with Zach and I'll, I'll get with you, Renee, uh, a little bit about the early days of when you guys first started? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe even a little bit further back. I mean, Mankind Cooperative um, was basically just a, a collective group of about, you know, five or six owners who who owned their own. Um, you know, dispensaries at the time and, and decided to, you know, work together and, um, you know, put a project together that that worked for everybody. And I believe the group um, of the original founders were together since 
at least 2014 or 15 um, and had different locations. And uh, around that time, 2016 was, I believe, when we, um, you know, put in our, our location for Mankind Cooperative. Um, and then, you know, gained as much of a following as we could there with the San Diego community. Um, really, you know, put our stamp on everything. And, and as legalization came on in 2018, we were, we were there January 1st and, and ready to go and ready to serve uh, everybody recreationally. So, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, the timeline and, and we've been there ever since. So, um, you know, there's definitely deep ties and deep roots to where the community was at before with Prop 215, you know, RIP to that, yeah. to that whole system, um, kind of the golden era. Um, that's actually, you know, that's where I kind of come from and where a lot of my style of, of how I do things comes from. Um, you know, I had my medical card when I was 16 or 17, got my dad to go down there and, uh, help sign me up for it. And Great. I was just hopping from dispensary to dispensary in San Diego, Dana Point, you know, wherever I could, could find the newest, best weed. Um, that's kind of where my, my love and passion came for it. And, um, you know, eventually around 2011, 12, started working, you know, professionally in it um, up in Santa Cruz where I went to school. And then when I came back to uh, San Diego, uh, a buddy of mine had a delivery service in North County. Uh, shout out Golden Grasshopper. Um, <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, very, um, very boutique flower and, and concentrate focused. And, you know, we we cut our teeth on that on that uh, operation for four or five, five years and um, really just learned everything we know about the about the industry there. So, um, ended up at mankind around, around the end of that time in 2019 and, um, just been, just been happy to be here ever since. So that's, that's awesome that, you know, that, that's you, that's your, that's your backstory right there. Yeah. That that's the superhero backstory of Zach. <laughs> when, when, when they tell the story of Zach, that that'll be it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least the start, right. And we're still developing it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not going anywhere. This is my, this is my industry. This is my passion, and uh, I don't really see myself doing anything differently. So, yeah, we're we're still in like the prologue of the the uh, recreational cannabis community. I, I think in San Diego, uh, even just in SoCal in general, um, we still have a long way to go. Yep. But yeah, it it's going to be a fun ride getting there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, let's turn to Renee here. And uh, what is your origin story? Let, let, let's hear about how Renee got involved with Mankind. Um, I think I really lucked out uh, after living in Colorado for a short period of time and having been exposed to the cannabis industry right when it was legalized, that when I came out to California, I had an opportunity uh, from a dispensary that I would actually ordered a delivery from and uh, just uh, started working there, uh, you know, for a really long time uh, when weed wasn't legal um, recreationally, it was medicinal. And um, yeah, so that was really a formative ex experience in my cannabis career, I'd say, because we did everything really um, DIY, everything was made from you know, the can of butter to uh, the RSO oil to every single component that you could possibly think of. Uh, both of my bosses at the time were just teaching themselves because, you know, there wasn't as much information as there is now um, that, you know, makes it a lot easier to do uh, what they were doing at the time and uh, as what I was doing as well. And so from there, I, um, I ended up at Mankind. I've worked in almost every department, so I know it very well. Right now, my focus is kind of, uh, you know, more so in the creative and artistic realm. I definitely see cannabis as um, a community-based and symbol, if you will. So that is really where I'm at in my cannabis uh, career. I do a lot of different blogs that you'll see variously. Yeah, that's where I'm at in the cannabis world. <laughs> okay, so just to get a little perspective here, we've got one person who is who was rooted in the Prop 215 scene and brought that culture into mankind. And we have another 
who is uh, who was basically raised on the Colorado high quality uh, that that sort of cannabis. Uh, I don't want to say culture, but vibe. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, and especially we Colorado has always, at least in my circle, has always had a reputation for a really great cannabis program. So we've got that stuff coming into mankind as well. So you've got this awesome corporate knowledge just with these two people right here at mankind. And it's just imagine who else is working here, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, we've got, (laughs) we've got people from mainstream industries now who have made their way in and, and really made a great impact on our store. Um, and then, you know, everybody on the front line too, our bud tenders are also very deeply rooted in the two fifteen days and, 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 um, and just a part of the culture. I think, um, you know, when, when we talk about mankind and what it represents for San Diego, you know, our goal is to, to be a part of the culture and kind of yeah. help set the tone for the culture, um, in, in, a, in many different ways. So, um, you know, that's, that's one of our, our biggest assets that I think we can, can bring to the table. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I, I can't argue with that. I completely agree. Um, what about you, Renee? What do you think? I think if we are not to bring it back again, speaking, um, about cannabis as a symbol, uh, I think that the very, the very beginning of mankind, everyone really viewed cannabis uh, some similarly symbolically. So uh, that is uh, really kind of what connects Zach and I together as well, is that we really have a very, very similar viewpoint. Everyone that I've known from working there you know, at the very beginning until now, we've all viewed cannabis as something that we use ourselves, but also something that is a tool for others. And so having that sort of mentality and also obviously the community based is really important to us is maybe not so obvious um, actually, but it is very important to us. So those elements I think really helped define who we are because we really do share the same we view cannabis as the same symbolically. Yeah, I, I believe it. And just judging from your guys's uh, posture, your demeanor, this is a great place for you guys to work. You guys like working here. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, do. I do love working here. Um, uh, I mean, especially in the department that I do. I my my title is purchasing manager. Um, so you know, basically, basically everything product. Yeah. Um, and staying on the pulse of that part of the industry um, is my my true passion. Um, and like I said before, I don't really see myself, you know, doing anything else. Um, the details of the day to day, you know, can change from time to time. But just um, staying up to date and, and really just being in this industry every single day, you know, yeah. um, is my personal goal. And then kind of what what we want to represent. Um, from a mankind perspective. That's awesome. Um, what I would like to uh, discuss with you guys a little bit is the uh, basically the way mankind is organized and set up mm-hmm. as a dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of times, I, I think most people would experience that they go into a dispensary, uh, cooperative, whatever, and all the product is behind the counter and you're talking to a bud tender and asking, hey, what's good? What's this? What's that? And then they bring a product out. They show you um, pre-pandemic. You could smell it, that kind of thing. But everything was kept behind the counter, very much like a pharmacy counter. Mm-hmm. Mankind, you, you still have that, um, definitely that still medical type of environment here. But it's also just a department store. You have everything in front of the counter. Uh, the flower mostly lines the wall. You can see it right where it is. So if you're looking for a specific product, like let's say uh, I'm looking for um, Tyson Ranch, I can look across your wall and I can see, oh, hey, there's the Tyson Ranch section. Yep. And I can see right where it is. I can look in the jar and see what it looks like. Yep. And if I like it, there's... You have the series of drawers, you open it up, pop it up, put it in your basket like like you're shopping at a store. Yep. Um, so my, my, my question is to you guys, what made you guys decide on that 
type of model for your dispensary? You know, my understanding, um, you know, I joined Mankind in, in January 2019, and that model, um, you know, predates me. And, and my understanding of the intention for that was we understood that a lot of our customers were educated. Um, they understood the product. They knew what the product was that they were looking for. And as you were saying, you know, with everything behind a counter, um, some people feel stuck um, and pressured and slowed down in their process of choosing flour. Um, and this applies to all of our products as well. You know, it's, it's not just our flour. Um, it's edibles and, and cartridges and everything that's available. We, we you know, some look at it as, as it's referred to as a self-serve, but really we don't want to say self-serve because we are there to add that bud tender. Yes. You know, other part of it, we have bud tenders on the floor who who are there to to speak to anything on that floor at any time if anybody has any questions. So it gives the customer an option um, that, that I don't think they had had before um, with Mankind. And, um, you know, our goal was to allow just for different shopping options and experiences and, and um, you know, give each customer the, the interaction they need. Because, you know, we've both been there, right? Where, oh, yeah. where you're stuck with a, you're, you're you know, you may get a different bunch head than you would like, or, or, you know, you feel a little bad about having to ask, Oh, can I look at this one? Can I look at this one? You're not on your, you feel a little pressured, right? You're not on your own timeline. So right. It right. allows people to be on their own timeline, take their time, be quick, be slow, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, support, no support. We we've got you covered. So, yeah, you don't have people in a, in a waiting room eyeballing you, just saying, come on, just pick one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, it, it improves the interactions between the customers as well. I mean, I, I, I spent a good amount of time on the floor making sales, and I, I love the interactions between the customers, right? Yeah. Like, you know, where, where the interaction is solely bud tender to customer, now you've got customers going, oh, I just tried Super Silver Haze from Cannabiotics the other week. That was amazing. It was one of my favorite sativas. And they're like, oh, I love sativas. I, I have to try that, you know? So yeah. um, in terms of like we were talking about the community bringing them together and, and communicating over the product um, is, I think, one of the, the greatest benefits that, that mankind offers in that sense. You know what? I, I cannot argue with that at all. Um, Renee, what do you think about uh, how the mankind just kind of model sets it apart from everybody else in San Diego? Well, I think the main reason is because they, the owners didn't want to treat it as something that was bad because we weren't doing anything wrong and there's, it wasn't good or bad. There was, you couldn't really define it that way. And so to treat it as such by putting it in a glass barrier was treating it as there is something wrong with it. And so I know that was one of the main drivers for our model because apart from it being a great design, it really isn't something that we should be locking away because that would give what that stigmatizes it in a negative way. So that is what I, I personally, I love it. Uh, I've been to plenty of dispensaries, especially, um, yeah, back in the day where you feel very, um, what's the word? Um, everyone's personality type is so different that that specific model isn't really the best experience in my opinion, because some people really love to hear what other people have to say and other people just don't really care. And so I think that's another great thing to keep in mind um, uh, as part of the shopping experience is that your personality type is actually being catered to by um, not having to um, personally sign yourself up to um, maybe even just be put through a sale that you just didn't want to go through. And so that leaves you with a negative experience, which is another, another thing that we didn't want to do at Mankind is uh, the worst possible thing is actually recommending something that someone wouldn't want. And that is generally what would happen to me. Sometimes it would prove to be you know, good, but um, I'm telling you, like, most of the time I'm leaving, they're spending way more money than I ever wanted to. And I did it. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, that's great. And I, do, I mean, I, I'm just an ethical person. So even though we are selling weed and we do, you know, this is, you know, it's sales, but at the same time too, you don't want, you know, to upsell someone that doesn't want to be upsold something that's 
unless they want to, because sometimes people want to. But in my <laughs> opinion, um, I generally felt better making the decisions on my own as in everything in life. Like I really don't like transferring that responsibility off to someone else and then being disappointed and being able to scapegoat my disappointment onto something else. So anyways, when I make a decision, I like to sit with that one. So I personally, I thrive in that sort of uh, model. And I want, there's, that's, you made a great point, Renee, and I want to add to that too. And, and, and it's kind of twofold, right? So with the flower wall being the way that it is, um, we do have the branding right on the, on the flower placards. Yes. So you can find that branding, but we don't have the packaging up there. No, that is true. So you're kind of giving the weed. It's it's very similar to the two fifteen days of big jars that you would pull 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 the nugs out of. Where branding wasn't a thing. This whole weed branding thing is very new to me, and at least into the weed world because we didn't have that pre two thousand sixteen. And when and even then, it was like one or two brands, right? Yeah. So when you're looking at the flower wall, every every brand is kind of given a chance to shine and and look at and to have the customer come in and look at look at the flower smell the flower look at the effects that it's providing yes. price but look at all these other things besides this this marketing which again obviously marketing is a good point in in cannabis <laughs> at this point however however yeah you know, there's it's twofold it's twofold right so um and and along the lines of what we're recommending to buy right we don't steer our employees to sell specific brands because we don't want an inauthentic experience to be happening there. So right. we allow so, that. So, so you're not going to, you're not going to pull somebody aside and say, Hey man, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of stuck with, with the cream of the crop. Right, Push that, right. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never get stuck with cream of the crop, but no. yes, exactly. You're right. It's uh we we're not saying, Hey, you have to push this brand this month. Like we allow that authentic, you know, bud tender action of, this is what they like and they're going to recommend it that way. And we're not trying to force sales, you know? Right. And, and you do have featured brands, you know, there Absolutely. are brands that come in, you, you've got their, sure. you know, logos and yeah. uh, stuff all over the store, mm-hmm. but n- it's not to the point where a bud tender is going to say, yeah, buy this one. Right. You know, you're going to be encouraged to obviously, but it's not going to be something that's shoved in your yeah, face. We can make recommendations and say what we like, but you know, at the end of the day, you get to choose. Exactly. And another thing I wanted to comment on was one of the things you mentioned is your flower wall also includes the effects. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is something that I have yet to find in another dispensary around here in San mm-hmm. Diego, where it's that prominent that I can look at something, just look at um, a five by seven card. And it tells me all the effects that I would find at a source like Leafly or, or something like that. Sure. So if I'm looking for something, I'm an indica guy, so I'm going to look for something that's calm, relaxing, uh, euphoric, giggly, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And you've got like the top five effects right there. So I know what I'm looking for. I don't have to grab a butt tender and say, hey, you know, what are what are your giggly ones? What are you, what are going to put me in the couch? I can answer that question for myself right there. Yep. And the butt tenders are there to say... Well, this brand is just as good as that brand. So you've got a choice. Yeah. You know, they, they're like you were saying, the butt tenders are really just helping you choose which brand to buy. Sure. Yeah. And and answering any of those questions you may have um, and not forcing any information on you, which I think is the experience that I always look for when buying weed. So. And honestly, I've never heard one of your butt tenders say, I don't know. And if they don't know, they'll... They'll say, you know what? Let me check on that for you. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That, that's really it, right? Like, yeah. if you if you don't know, be honest about it and find somebody who does. There's somebody around who will know the answer to that. Um, and really, just being authentic in in those recommendations. I'm I'm extremely proud of our team and our bud tender team and and the amount of knowledge that they bring, you know, to the table from uh, brand educations that we do with our our team and. You know, my conversations with the team, you know, about products and, and how excited they get about products, um, you know, that are new. So, you know, I think our team's involvement in that is is always really impressive and um, is something you, you always really want from from your bud tending team. Definitely. Um, Renee, did you have anything to, uh, to add about the awesome bud tenders you guys work with? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have I've 
the highest regards for all of our cannabis consultants. Uh, uh, I, I second everything that Zach said. Uh, I also worked with Zach as a cannabis consultant, so I uh, I appreciate the experience and knowledge that each uh, you know individual seems to be garnering as time continues at mankind, we do have the opportunity to have more education um, events occur, and especially thanks to Zach, um, those things are very, very important. So yes, I have just the best things to say, <laughs> but so, nothing specifically right now. <laughs> so, okay, Renee, you refer to them as cannabis consultants. Zach, you still use the OG bud tender. My personal favorite I always like calling them cannabis concierge. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that um, kind of, it gives you that little, yeah. I, I should be speaking in the French yes. accent and talking yeah. down to somebody. Sommelier, <laughs> or as I've heard I'm recently. definitely just following protocol. Um, so. Yeah, yeah the, the gangier. That's gangier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've I, heard I, that. There, there is, and, and this is something that, I'm going to look into and I want to talk about eventually there is actually a gangier program, mm -hmm. much like a wine sommelier program that you can get cool. certified as a cannabis gangier. You can, I guess you, you smell it, you taste it, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully you're not sticking the nugs in your mouth. Uh, come on guys. Th that's gross. Whatever you got to do, Andy, whatever you got to do. I feel like that's Zach's <laughs> calling. It, it, it might be, it <laughs> might be, you know, I, and I, okay. I'm not going to judge. If you throw it in your mouth, just let us know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just give us a heads Don't up. Don't put it back in the jar. Thank you. <laughs> I love eating weed sometimes. If it tastes, if it smells good, it tastes very fragrantly. It's yeah. Nice. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of, most of my favorite strains that they smell good enough to eat essentially. Right? Yeah. Just taste a little, like just taste it a little so sometimes bad. you'll be surprised. And if you're eating the, the raw result. nugs, you're getting all the acids, you're getting the right. CBGA, the THCA, the CBDA. So, and yes, yeah, yeah, all yeah, those medicinal benefits it. without the, uh, you know, intense yeah, uh, Delta the, nine high. So. There you go. Yeah. It, so you don't have to burn it, smoke it, whatever. You can, you can get the the medicinal benefits of the plant, but you know, to each their it's own. Like, it's like rinsing <laughs> your mind or your mind. No, I'll go with that. Yeah. I know. I'll, I'll like, go with gonna... that. That that's good. It's like rinsing your mind out. Yes, I it's love like rinsing that. your mouth with the wine. You know, they spit it out. Right, yep. right. It doesn't do anything, but you get that flavor. So that sometimes when you get like a really nice nug you do know that nothing's gonna happen but just tasting it is part of the full experience it is it is and yeah. yes i i've got i've got a strain that i'm smoking right now that i swear tastes like straight up blueberries really really what yeah and it's not a blueberry it's not uh, a blueberry strain it's not a blueberry uh let's see here this one is uh it's from humboldt uh i want to say cherry dosido -si Ooh. Um, yeah 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 yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> cherry dosido. -si I'll take anything dosido. -si oh yeah, I love dosido. -si it, it is. It, it's it's like Girl Scout cookies. It's like the. Yeah. It's one of the default strains that's good for just about anything. For sure, for sure. Very medicinal. Very medicinal. Very strong. Strong. Very yeah. practical. I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of the oldest strains out there, mm -hmm. and it, it's just a classic. You know, like, you know, the OG Kush. Yeah, yeah. Which. I, you know, I'm going to make the claim now. Please bring OGs back in 2022. Yes. Everybody. Um, you know, I think the trend for, for a long time now has been like the candy gas uh, <laughs> is what people, a lot of people are referring to it as. And purple, it's got that sweetness. Um, it's got a little bit of gas in it. I want full-blown gas. I want oh, yeah. that. I want that full OG that burns your nose that everyone can smell from across the room. <laughs> um, and there's very few people that are doing it right now. Um Shout out to, to Blem and, and their unruly. Um, that's an amazing strain. Nice. Amazing OG. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of OG on the market right now. And, and I will take your word for that because you're the purchasing guy. Yeah. It's your job to know what's on the market yeah. right now. Yeah, I got to know. I got to see all the weed. I got to see what's coming through. Um, and there's there's claims of it being, you know, OGs. But um, the real deal, the real stuff, um, it's, it's hard to come by right now. So, I, you know, I think cultivators are paying attention to the trends and the waves, right? I think it all comes in waves. You know? Yeah, I think so. I, you, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a fickle thing, you know? Yeah. The, 
the fans are fickle, they say, you know, yeah. some people are into something. It's got its 15 minutes. Next day, it's, it's something else. For sure. And and that's one of the challenges of, of purchasing. But something that I'm always trying to do is this balance, right? It's a balance of having strains like Blue Dream and Green Crack and Sour Diesel and things that people are familiar with and, and feel confident about buying, right? Mm-hmm. But also having the new hype stuff that, yeah. um, you know, the gelatos and the in the bags and the, and the runs and the flavors you know, of the month. Yeah, yeah. The sea junkie stuff. I mean, you know, um, just the new stuff, you know, so we really try to keep a balance of both of those here at mankind. So as the purchasing manager, mm-hmm. what, it, what do you specifically look for other than, I know you said you were talking about, you love straight up gas. Sure. And you, you also look for obviously the strains popularity and things like that. Yeah. Um, but just bare minimum, what what does a strain or a cultivation have to have to make it into mankind? It's a great question. Um, we talking strictly flower here? Anything really? Yeah, um, I think you know one of and this originated again kind of with the purchasing before before my time, but something that I like to to continue on with is um, uplifting the voice of of. Um, legacy cultivators. Yes. Um, uplifting the, the brands and highlighting brands that have been here from the beginning who yes. have sacrificed their time in jail, um, sacrificed their money, sacrificed their family time um, to really build this industry. And there's a lot of brands that are coming in now that are, are, are big money that, um, you know, who haven't been in this industry in a while for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I really do try to one, just find a unique story with a brand and find out what their, what their, what their ownership is like, who their owners are, yeah. um, who their cultivators are. Um, authenticity and, and legacy in this industry is everything. And so, you know, I, I try to keep a good portion of our menu, um, highlighting that. So, you know, that's a big aspect, um, um, from a cultivation perspective, I think, you know, Two is um, this quality, I think, in, in terms of, you know, there's so many different aspects of what makes us a, a weed good, right? Right, and, right. And I think everybody has their different definitions. Um, we all know that there's a, a big numbers game right now with THC potency. Yeah, everybody's um, looking for the high THC. Sure, yeah, exactly. I, I don't smoke it if it's over under 30%, 35%. You know, that's, that's not me. I'll smoke anything. I'll smoke anything (laughs) if it smells good and it it smokes good. But, um, but yeah, you know, there's that customer. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally, if, if we're going off of things that I'm personally looking for is, is how does it smoke? What's the ash? What's the ash? Like, what's the ash color? Like, how is it breaking apart? Um, what's the terpene profile? Like when I'm smelling it, how does the smoke match that terpene profile? Yep. Um, cleanliness uh, of the nug that the, the bag appeal is obviously very huge and you know is it, how's the trichome coverage um i mean that from a quality perspective is is definitely something i'm i'm paying attention to um but but as we were saying it's a balance right you yeah. have to have high thc potency you have to be have affordable cannabis you have to reach every demographic and that's one thing i love about mankind is we have a very wide net uh, yeah. demographic of people um, we have seniors, um, we have, you know, college students, um, and everything in between medicinal patients. Yep. Um, we really want to try to knock, you know, hit, check all the boxes and, and allow there to be products for everybody. And there really are. Cause you've got not all, I mean, we've been raving about the flower wall and I'm a flower guy, but if you, you've got a little bit of everything, you've got your wax, you got your shatter, you got, you know, all your dabbable products, yep. you've got vapes, you've got liquid live resin. And of course, the accessories uh, like Puffco and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you guys are really a great shop to if for anybody from beginner to expert. You know, if it's their first time, they can go in and they can a bud tender should be there within 30 seconds. If yeah. not, somebody's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Um, but yeah, the, the first timers can go in. They can look at those profiles. You mentioned terpene profiles. I always tell people. Just smell it. If it the worse it smells, the stronger it smells, the better the product's going to be. The nose knows. It does. It really does. Yeah. And mankind, you guys have a really good nose. I, I would call you an unofficial gongier. 
You I'll just, take it. You don't have the paperwork. I'll take Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about to uh, kind of bring Renee back into uh, into the conversation is the marketing that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that has always impressed me about uh, your guys' marketing is your graphics. Mm. Um, they're they're simple, but they're attention grabbing, and they're very inviting. You know, you guys use colors, uh, fonts, and just images that are like, hey, you know, you're, this is a community. Mm-hmm. This is a community. Come come smoke with us. Come, ju- come you know, visit with us, and we will we'll make you part of our community. We'll treat you right. And Renee, how much of that is, is you personally? Oh, geez. I wouldn't take any responsibility for the graphics. <laughs> um, I, I do, I mostly do the copy. So I'm a copywriter and I, I don't believe in and a, a talented right or- one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I don't really believe in like a, the right or wrong way to market cannabis because everyone does view it so differently and getting caught up in, you know, how it should or shouldn't be rather than focusing on, you know, what it's being used for. Uh, With that, there are medicinal users and there are recreational users. And so we are hoping to cater to both of those uh, via the products that Zach is purchasing and then communicating that to you via the graphics as well. But uh, most importantly, I feel like our marketing does revolve around the fact knowing that we are, you know, we did start as uh, catering to medicinal, but there are people that just want to smoke a bunch of weed and not use it medicinally. And that's just as well, too. Uh, you know, so that's, I think the hardest thing too. not even the hardest, I think that most um, apparent thing is that we as a society are inundated with options. Uh, so with that, you are then put yourself in a dispensary these days where you're you could really go wild. So I think that marketing is important to draw attention to products that actually are relevant. And I think that can change, like you said, very, very quickly. But featuring products that are relevant in the sense uh, that, yeah, I don't know, uh, there are just so freaking many and if i could just help you to guide you to you know uh to what that you may you know whatever you're using it for so that's basically our my marketing strategy also is um yeah i I don't believe in being authentic or inauthentic uh we really just are we we're either both or not either at all so (laughs) it yeah i don't I, I don't I don't really understand that uh, because it's kind of, again, back to the right or the wrong. And so there isn't a right or wrong way, I think, to market cannabis as long as the message is being received. And, yeah, that's the main goal, I would say. Yeah, I mean, any any perceived inauthenticity, quote unquote, that that you guys even project is just sarcasm. It's all just <laughs> it's just having fun. That's really what well, you guys are I doing. Think that's, well, we we have a rapport, so I feel yeah. like you understand that, um, which is great. And and those who do are also are probably having a good time. And and also those uh, who don't probably are having a good time in their own way. So that's all I have. You know, I, I people will always, you know. Um, either be, you know, you can't win everyone at all times. And I think marketing cannabis is one of those things that good taste is personal. At the end of the day, Zach really does know what's good. That may hit with me, that may not hit with me, but, you know, so that is a very, very hard thing in marketing. Purchasing is one thing because you can physically show someone, yeah, this is great. But marketing it is it is a little bit of a it's um and you can't you can't really market it cannabis so the laws are a lot different so that's well fun. you have to be careful the way you do it mm-hmm. yeah exactly so because, we are in yeah because one city will let you do one thing the another city that's right next door to it doesn't want anything and then the next city over wants a ton of everything so you know it. it 
it's all just by locality here in California. You, you got to keep up. And it's it's very, very difficult. And I think that's where, you know, Zach does an excellent job is always being I don't even think it's keeping up so much as he is a, being like a head in a way. So that's um, it's very easy to market the products that we get because um yeah, I use. I mean, they're very, they're a great curated selection. So, I, I have to agree. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Zach knows his job. Oh shucks, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shucks. I appreciate that. But as Renee said, it it's it's hard to make um, you know an objective statement on quality and what people want. So we just try to provide as many different options as possible. And um, there's no right or wrong answers. If you like what you like, then that's what you like. You know. So we have to give every option that we can. Now, one of the things I wanted to touch on, and um, we are just about out of time here. I don't want to take up too much more. Hey, man, like I said, I've been talking about weed all day. But, uh. And so can I. But, you know, anybody listening to this podcast, they're probably like, oh, come on, man. I'll get, I'll get back to it later. But the one thing I did want to touch on mm-hmm. is we, we've heard a lot about, you know, prices going way, way up on, on a lot of consumer goods, gas, um, toilet paper, you know, just groceries have gone up like six, seven, eight, nine percent. Um, have you guys seen a big effect uh, in your products? Uh, have you had to adjust your prices on your products? It's a good question. Um, and it's always something we're looking at. Yeah. As somebody who's always looking at menus, inevitably you see the price points that come along with them. Um you know, I personally think, at least across flower and really most of our categories, we see we see spending in in all different budget levels. Um, sometimes it fluctuates in one direction or the other, um, and I think in, in the times where we see people spending less money, we try to put a little bit more emphasis on on having products that are are in that budget range. Um, but at the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, we just want quality in every range. I think that people who have a taste for high-end cannabis will continue to buy high-end cannabis. Um, and people who are on a little bit more of a budget and want to spend, um, and, and people who consume every day, right? Yeah. It's hard to, it, you can't spend 80, 90 bucks on an ape if you're smoking every day. Exactly. It can be, it can be difficult. And so... These are conversations we're having all the time. And, and really my goal is to just provide something you can be happy with and, and find value in at, at your budget level. Um, so whatever I can do to find good quality in those ranges and in those tiers, um, that's what I'm trying to fight for. You know, um, And our internal brand, Kind Republic, is, is a great example of something that's affordable mm-hmm. um, but still a good quality product, um, and especially in these new batches that we've brought on um, we've had some frosted cherry cookies and and um, some other strains that are just just high quality, you know, and at an affordable price point. So um, we just have to hit, be able to hit every um, budget for sure. And, and you do. Uh, I I can definitely tell that because uh, you've got everything from. I've seen you guys have the Baker's cannabis uh, half ounce mm-hmm. pouches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Pacific Stone ounces, which you know, that's the yeah, that's your budget. Uh, prices, sure. you know, that that's your half ounce, your ounce, whatever. That's yeah. that's like you said, your daily stuff. Yeah. And guys, seriously, don't don't sleep on the pre ground stuff. Don't sleep on the littles. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Look at who's putting the stuff out. Baker's yes. is put out by the same people that do candescent and good flour. Mm-hmm. So those are already good quality products. So you know their budget stuff isn't going to be bad. I mean, it's obviously not not going to be the craft cannabis like you sure. were talking about, but it's it's going to get the job done. Yeah, like you said, the smalls. I mean, that's yeah. huge. I mean, that's that pre you know that predates rec. I mean, a lot of the times we'd go and buy smalls, and and it was the same bud, and um, we were just happy to get that larger amount and just be able to keep smoking throughout the day. So brands like Days Off. So Days Off is a smalls version of Up North. Okay. Um, so Up North is the kind of the full size nugs, um, and then you kind of get. Um, smaller nugs there or, or even looking at like high quality um, mixed light product yeah one of my favorite brands right now is preferred gardens um, okay they're out of sacramento mm-hmm. um and they just create uh, affordable mixed light that you know in my opinion comes up to some of some some of the nice indoor so um looking knowing and understanding um the environment that it's grown in and, and knowing um 
you know, the price point in comparison to that, I think, you know, is, is a good way to stay educated on that and get, get the most value for your money. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it is getting long in the tooth on a Friday afternoon here in sunny Southern California. So I'm going to end this by asking each of you this last question. And Renee, I'm going to start with you. So if you come to mankind and you can go home with an unlimited supply of one thing, what would you take home? Oh, man. Why do we start with me? Um, my head's kind of spinning. Um, pure Beauty is my go-to brand. Anything Pure Beauty. So I would say, but that's not the correct answer, too. Because <laughs> I would take anything CBD. Um, because, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I would I would definitely go with Pure Beauty. Uh, they are uh, my favorite, hands down. I um fangirl for life for them yes definitely definitely a quality brand right there yeah. uh zach your turn um what's one thing if you could have unlimited supply go home from mankind with what would it be hash rosin yes hash rosin hash, my, hash rosin you like that one uh my instagram handle is zz underscore hash um oh there you go i feel like all roads lead to hash um, <laughs> <laughs> um and i just you know it's hard to choose a single brand. There's so many good brands out there, but um, I love dabbing. I love dabbing solventless. Um, and there's been some amazing products coming out that in yeah. that are, are much in the in the more affordable range. You know, it's it's been a, a notoriously very expensive product, but mm -hmm. you've got great brands like um, uh, Punch Extracts. Yes, they're tier threes and tier fours that are that are becoming more affordable. Um, one of my favorites, one of our close friends, uh, Classics. Yes, their yes, rosin absolutely. is awesome. They're good people. They make put out good product. Uh, yep. Community cannabis, which is a, a subset of of Kalia extracts. Um, so we're we're seeing prices on those go down, and, and we're handing that uh, you know on to the customer. And uh, I just love hash. I love dabbing hash. I, I I I you know appreciate it over almost everything else. But as Renee said, um, I, I try every different product type. So. But I think if I had to choose, it'd probably be hash rosin. So. Well, you have to try every product. Type. <laughs> I mean, that, that's definitely that's got to be one of the worst parts of your oh, job. Oh yeah, it's tough, real <laughs> tough. Man. Oh, gosh, I just hate it. But you know what? We have an awesome purchasing team and like a staff that's super engaged with samples, and we have a sampling program that allows them to give feedback that I can look at, that our sales team can look at. So right. it's a group effort and. I really do pay attention and, and really welcome all feedback, like negative, positive. Um, I can't do my job well if I don't hear what true people are truly feeling. Yeah. So I love the fact that our staff is engaged with um, what they're experiencing from these samples. And, and, it, and it definitely does influence, um, you know, my purchasing habits. So. And, and cannabis is a very individual experience. Absolutely. One person's experience isn't necessarily going to be the same as another's. So I always recommend and encourage people, give people feedback, tell them how it makes you feel. Don't be afraid to say, hey, this made me feel like this. And if someone else says, well, it made me feel like this, doesn't mean either of you is right or wrong. Right, exactly. It just means that whatever product you smoked, whether it was the same or different, it affected one person one way and another person another because we all have different chemistries. Exactly. And it's it's all going to affect us differently. It's a very personal personal journey, in my opinion. I love that you said that. That's that it couldn't that couldn't be more true. I completely agree. Well, I really do appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you guys so much for spending a, a part of your Friday afternoon with me. This is this is great, Renee. Uh, as always, I I love talking with you. I know we'll have to do it again sometime soon. I really appreciate you reaching out and I hope that you have an amazing Friday and same to you, Zach, even though I cannot see you. I can't see you, Renee, but I hope you have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> and That's nice chatting. Yeah. Andy, it's been a pleasure. I, I think we've interacted a little bit over Instagram for a yeah. while. Um, and um, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. I, you know, we definitely would, would be interested in doing this again. Like I said, we can talk weed all day. So yeah, Absolutely. And you guys are always welcome. Cool. I, I love you guys. Uh, I'm a fan of the dispensary. Thank you. Um, you guys are doing a great, great job. Yeah, you provide a great experience for all your customers, old, young, you know, whomever. Every demographic, you guys can cater to it. 
Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. Andy. And we, and we, you know, we appreciate it on this collab. It's been a great collab. Yeah. yeah great I, conversation. I, so I love it. And I mean, it, and the, just the, the whole demographic thing, it shows in the marketing too, because you guys are marketing to everybody. Yeah. Well, cannabis isn't classist and some people actually yes. use it as medicine. So that's what I really hope that if anything for the takeaway on this is that is huge in everything that we do. And also with everything becoming a little bit more inflated, I hope this does spurn uh, DIY movement, uh, more people growing their own to supplement the yes. cost. I think yeah. that will be such a better future. Instead of looking at these things in a negative way, I really do feel like we have the opportunity to kind of just start thinking a little bit more critically and creating new algorithms for uh, how we're using the plant. Because um, like they say, the plant is for the people. And so let's, let's keep it that way instead yeah. of continually giving it away. Um, so yeah, yes. <laughs> I just needed to say that really quickly. Uh, cannabis is not classist and you're yes, both that. great. <laughs> See, okay, that this is this is why you're a great writer. So that's two things: uh, you rinse out your mind, <laughs> okay, good. and cannabis is not classes. A hundred percent. Well, that, I'm that, sure that's, that's awesome. Been Th- those said are before, those but, are yeah. two phrases that I think I'm going to take home with me. Definitely. Please do. Yes. Cool. All right. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you. uh, And I appreciate everything uh, mankind does for, for the people. Thanks, Andy. We appreciate what you do too. All right. You guys have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Okay. That just about does it for uh, this episode of Cannabloggers Corner. I uh, once again would like to thank Zach and Renee for sitting down with me and chilling with me a little bit. I hope you guys uh, learned a lot about mankind and are looking forward to checking it out uh, if and when you decide to come to San Diego. Uh, and that being the case, if you do decide to check them out, you can find them at 7128 Miramar Road, suite number 10 here in San Diego. Um, you can find them on the Instagrams at mankind underscore San Diego. You can find them on Twitter at Mankind Cannabis. They've got some great Spotify playlists. You can find them under Mankind Dispensary. I definitely recommend checking them out. They've got a playlist for just about every single vibe that you can possibly want to achieve uh, with your cannabis experience. So definitely tie in that music there. Get some get some good vibes going. Um Yeah, so I really hope you guys enjoyed uh, spending some time with us. Hope you learned a lot about mankind, and I hope you guys go visit them. So until I speak with you next week, I would like to say thank you very much for listening. I really hope you guys stay well, and above all else, please stay lifted. Thank you for listening to Cannabloggers Corner. Wait! Where are you going? I was going to make espresso. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time!